wonder why traditional button-ups look so long and baggy? That's because they were never meant to be worn that way. Untucked shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked. Untucked is the brand you've been looking for. It's the original untucked shirt. A modern solution to an old problem with no tucking or tailoring required. No matter your size or shape, their shirts are the perfect untucked length. With more than 50 fit combinations, Untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. Don't just take my word for it. Try Untucked for yourself. Visit untuckit.com and use code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. They even offer free shipping and returns on all orders in the U.S. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. Blue Wire. Hey there, Fangirl Nation. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook on Blue Wire. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, joined as always by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. Steph, how are you doing on this Super Tuesday? Oh, I'm doing well. You know, it's been, uh, you know, we're in March already. So, of course, that means March Madness for a lot of us sports fans and basketball fans. Uh, the NBA is gearing towards its uh, push towards, towards the playoffs. And um, also, you know, the, the baseball is so great because they've already reported to spring training. So we have a lot going on. And of course, the NFL Combine was fun to watch to see all the kids go out there and play. And they made a few changes in the Combine. So, you know, it was it's interesting to see and you kind of get, you know, in line for the draft. So, you know, there's a lot going on for us sports fans. Yes, spring training well underway. As you mentioned, March Madness, which is the most fun. Opening day is just a few weeks away. My favorite thing is to leave opening day, though, as I think anyone who's ever been to a game at Dodger Stadium knows, it's not the easiest to get out of there when it is a full house. But then I love to come home and watch all of the March Madness games. So we have so many exciting things on the horizon. NFL free agency coming up later this month. And we will talk a little bit more about that uh, in the podcast. But first, we are going to talk about the NBA's memo to its players and its teams about the coronavirus. I thought this was really interesting, obviously really smart and had to be done. But they suggest that instead of high fives, fist bumps, do not take pens, t-shirts, hats to sign, essentially limit interaction with fans, which is completely understandable. Uh, no plans to cancel any games as of yet, but you know, very smart of the NBA. And as we talk about March Madness with the Final Four coming up, you know, all of a sudden there's a lot of more things everybody has to think about in terms of keeping the fans and players safe because you've got a lot of people in a small area brushing up against each other, and it's a little bit scary right now. Yeah, absolutely. And and if you go to any of these games, you're literally brushing up against people. It can get so tight. The quarters can get so tight that, you know, you're you're just, you know, in each other's uh, space. So, you know, I, I totally can see why there would be an alarm for the NBA and especially for the athletes. You know, I, I hadn't really thought about it, but, you know, the passing of pens and, you know, sometimes they'll pass it from many fans and then to the players, they'll sign, they'll pass it back and then another pen. 
And I never really thought of that, um, you know, spreading, you know, a virus like that, but they're absolutely right. I mean, that's how things, you know, kind of get bad. And it's scary right now because we don't know, you know, how far into the United States that this is actually gone. Um, there's, you can actually have it and not know it. You don't, you know, you can't get a test even if you have symptoms. So, you know, there's a lot of fear right now. And I think the NBA, you know, taking steps to like, you know, basically fist pump instead of high five. I think those are all really good things to do. Um, and it's certainly better than, uh, you might miss out on an autograph, but it's better than getting that virus. 100% and, and very proactive of the NBA. And I think sets a little bit of a precedent going forward. Like I mentioned, the final four, the NFL draft is coming up. It's we're still, you know, about almost two months out from that, but these, you know, are events with a lot of people in, in small quarters. So it will be kind of interesting to see how things change and are changed going forward over these next few months. And then of course, the NBA playoffs, but you know, the NBA is in full swing. So I, I don't think we're at a point right now in any widespread panic where things need to be canceled, but it, it's really smart of everybody to be taking extra precautions and to just keep a, a close eye on this. And of course, as you said, it's, it's very much the unknown and we don't quite know what we're dealing with yet. So we will obviously be keeping a close eye on this. Uh, we had a story that came out of uh, the New York Knicks camp, or I guess their fan camp, um, <laughs> over last night. Uh, New York Knicks super fan Spike Lee says that he is being harassed by the Knicks owner and he's not going to go to any further games. There was video of him last night trying to get in Madison Square Garden. And it turns out it looks like he just was at the wrong entrance for his seats. But now he says he's not going to any more games. I mean, do we think that has something to do with the play? Maybe he's just frustrated. Um, or do we think he's actually being harassed by the owner? I mean, it all seems very suspect. Yeah, it's one of the weirdest stories I've heard. Um, and I've heard some weird ones. <laughs> but um, it's weird. Um because, you know, he's been a season ticker, ticket holder for like 30 years or something. And I think he would know, like, how to get to his seats, you know, appropriately. I'm sure he has the VIP pass. And I know that they said it wasn't um, a, you know, a thing where he, you know, was going in the wrong entrance. But he said on first take that he's been using this exact same entrance forever. And, uh, you know, I could see some frustration with that. You know, and then the Knicks had a statement that kind of, as he put it, said uh, it had a spin on it. And if you're Spike Lee, I don't think you want to, like, spin anything. Because, <laughs> like, he's going to make right. sure the truth comes out. He'll, like, have a movie about it or something. So that's just, uh, you know, kind of a funny thing to, to like, get in an uproar about. But he said he wasn't going to come forward. But when they tried to spin it, then he didn't really want anything to do with it. So it, it's interesting because he's such a diehard Knicks fan, and you would think that they would want to preserve those types of relationships. He does a lot for the Knicks, and uh, it's just a it's just a weird story. It, it is a weird story. I mean, I associate the Knicks with Spike Lee, right. so New York Knicks. I think Spike Lee, and since they're play hasn't given me much to associate them with over the last several years. Um, that is essentially what I associate with them with. So it is kind of a weird story. I guess we'll see if he truly is not going to go 
to any more games this season. And I'm sure we have not heard the last of this. Um, but another NBA story, uh, a team close to your heart, well, your heart, actually, <laughs> this is your team, uh, is Steph Curry practicing with the G League. Yeah. Uh, talk a little about that, how that went, and um, when do you think that we will see Steph back on the court? I know it was supposed to be Sunday. Warriors fans were very up in arms that it was not Sunday. So when does it look like it may happen? You know, it, they're pulling him back up from the G League, but him being sent down was just pretty bizarre at, you know, at this point. Uh, you know, I don't know if they're in full, like, tank mode or what, but, you know, the, the scuttlebutt is that Steph wanted to play. He He wanted to get back out there. And a lot of these kids that are up there and they're on these contracts, you know, they're on the two-way contracts, they wanted to play with Steph because they felt like it would improve their game and they have this shot, you know, at, you know, being in the NBA and, you know, everyone knows they're not going to, you know, make the playoffs or anything like that. But, you know, they still want to go out there and perform because this could mean jobs for them next year. And of course, Steph wants to go out there because there's this thing that says, well, Steph can't carry a team by himself, you know, and it's, unfair because there's literally eight players right now that are healthy enough to play basketball <laughs> so it's right. like the team is so depleted that um you know he wants to go out there and help his team um granted he had a hand in some nerve but you know they're saying it's going to come back just with time I mean whenever you have a surgery like that you, you know it affects your nerve but it's not something that you know they encourage you to use it and get that feeling back so, you know, it's interesting. It was a uh, it was pretty bizarre, but we're I'm not really sure what they're doing, but it seems to me like it was more of a move to keep him healthy, don't risk anything, you know, and uh but, you know, like you said the fans have really, you know, taken one. Of course, it was the first year for Chase Stadium to be open and people have spent quite a bit of money and you know, they didn't spend the money to watch G League players, you know. So, you know, it's just one of those things. But uh, hopefully, like, they they get him back. I know they pulled him back up. And I'm hoping that, you know, if they want to, like, let him wait a week or so, I think that that's fine. But I think they need to get him out playing. Win, win or lose. Do you, do you think, and this may be completely off, and I may be starting something that has nothing to do with anything, but do you think there's a little bit of PTSD from putting Durant out there? No, I, I you know, I, I'm of the opinion that that was just a freak accident. Um, and there was two separate, okay. it was two separate. Um, I know that that was a big like thing, but you know, he made the choice and it would, he asked his doctors to whether or not they were like, do whatever you're comfortable with. And he wanted to play. So like, I, and I think that was just a freak thing. I mean, it wasn't something that they ever anticipated. And they're just not the type of organization to do that, like to risk. I, I mean, not not when you're down already in the finals. You're not, you know, yeah, you want to win. Obviously, everybody wants to win. But I still, I'm of the opinion that, you know, they obviously didn't want Clay to go down. They didn't want, you know, it just, but that's, that's basketball. I mean, injuries happen and it was just uh, unfortunate timing events for both of them and losing them both in that game was just pretty hard. And uh, at the same time, they want to make sure that the, the long, 
longevity of their players are, is really most important. One season, you know, one championship is nothing if you, you know, ruin their careers. So I, I don't think that that was something that they considered. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. Just thought I'd, I'd ask the expert who was you <laughs> who are here with me. Today. Um, and every week for that matter. Uh, meanwhile, we have in this, we're in the 76ers. Uh, they're dealing with a few injuries right. as they continue their playoff run. I believe they still have the fifth seed, but without Joel Embiid, uh, I love saying his name, I just think, and I'm pretty sure I said it wrong, but I love saying his name, um, without Ben Simmons for a bit, not super long-term injuries. But we are in really in the final month of the regular season. And I think we talked a little bit about this last week. It's so funny that we're in the final month because the NBA season is still so far from over because the finals won't be till June. Um, but we are in that final push and it's definitely getting excited. So we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. I think next week and the following week, we'll have a probably a little bit clearer picture, though it seems we have a pretty clear picture of who's going, just a couple of seating issues uh, towards the back and the front. Because the middle team seem to be, that's probably where they're going to stay, right, Steph? Yeah, you know, I, I still think that the Bucks are the best team in the East. I think that um, they're the team to beat. Uh, you know, the injuries happening for the Sixers are, are unfortunate because those are the games they need to pull out those wins, you know, to just secure their, you know, to secure clinch, you know, the playoffs. So mm-hmm. those are the things that, you know, you, you they can still do potentially. But, you know, that that that's a big to, you know, lose those two players right now is not ideal you know so I think that they're purposefully holding them back because when they make that final push those are the games that they're going to have to win so everyone right now is focusing on getting everybody healthy getting ready for them to match up and you know you know I'm always pulling I, you know nobody likes injuries so I'm, all, I'm pulling for them to get well and you know get healthy out there because you know that's just one of the things but uh you know, there, there's some interesting stuff. I mean, the Pelicans are coming up pretty hard, which was interesting to me because mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't even see them making the playoffs, to be honest. But Zion coming back from his injury is huge. And, I, you know, just seeing him play, especially against LeBron James, I mean, he's, you know, you know, one in a generational type player. Um, I think that if... Zion gets them to the playoffs. I think he should get rookie of the year. I know that that's a hot take because he hasn't played most of the season, but that's what to me like that's what you want to see from a rookie, you know, that they can have that much impact on the team. So, I that would be my opinion. I know it's a little bit of an out of their opinion, but he's just so good and that if I know he was injured, but if he actually impacts them getting to the playoffs I I totally vote for him (laughs) oh I I agree with you I mean he's come on strong and that's when you have a difference maker you know he definitely is a difference maker it's been kind of fun to watch him versus LeBron we've seen them play each other twice I think in the last week or so and it kind of brings out for lack of a better term the best in LeBron I think it brings out a competitive spirit like I know you're the young hotshot but I'm still LeBron (laughs) and so it's kind of fun to see that um, against each other. Uh, before we move into NFL free agency, what is your prediction? Is it Bucks Lakers in the finals or Bucks Clippers? I'm thinking Bucks Lakers, but yeah, I you know Clippers haven't been as strong as I thought they would be, but you know it, it's so hard because 
to me, the NBA is like a whole different animal in the playoffs. So you can see things happen in the playoffs that make it just so amazing. And there are upsets. There are, you know, it's just a different animal. So I think that we're going to see a different side of the Clippers, but I would definitely say Clippers or Lakers. And I do see Bucks for sure, 100%. All right. We will see how that all plays out. Next up, we are going to talk a little NFL free agency now. So we've got obviously a lot of things that can happen in the next few weeks. The NFL free agency period starts March 18th. So Steph and I, so Steph and I will be talking more about this, you know, in the coming weeks ahead. But there's this one player. I don't know if you've heard of him. Seems to be kind of a big deal. And everybody wonders where he's going to be playing. I, of course, am talking about... Philip Rivers. No, I'm just kidding. I'm talking about him too. But really, I'm talking about today, Tom Brady. Uh, we saw over this last week with Edelman, they were at, I think, a basketball game. And Edelman kept saying, he's coming back. He's coming back. And if you look, it looks like Brady says he's not, even though I I think that that could have been for the cameras and the whole thing. But a lot of speculation on, will Tom Brady be playing in a different uniform next season? I have opinions and thoughts on this. Uh, Steph, I will let you tell us yours first, though. You know, I'm interested to hear your opinion, to be honest, because I think you're the Tom Brady expert here. But, like... Oh, well, isn't that a great... I bet I think our Patriots fangirl would disagree with that, but I appreciate that I'm the Tom Brady well, expert. You're okay, definitely so- a strong runner-up if it's not her, but you're just... You know, you're you're a Tom Brady fangirl, like 100%. So I know you follow him with a lot of uh, zeal. So, I, you know, I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'll uh, defer to you and your opinion on this. Um, I, you know, I I don't even know what to think of all this. Like, uh, to be honest, like, I don't even know why he would leave the Patriots at this juncture. But, you know, I'm not Tom Brady, and maybe he wants to live somewhere warm. I don't know. He certainly has, you know, many choices out there. I, I think it would be silly if he went to the Raiders. I think it would be silly if he went to the 49ers. But, yeah, that's my opinion. He's not going. I can't. He's not. He's definitely not going to the 49 Well, that's like the but um, like that's what they're saying, like on ESPN. That's what ESPN, but still, like I'm like, that's what they're saying on ESPN, and I'm sitting there going, "You're really saying that he's going to the 49ers?" I'm like, to me, that makes zero sense at all. But you know, uh, the you know the talking heads are saying he's coming to the 49ers, and I just think that's ridiculous. I I can't see it at all. But you know, I. I I, you know, I don't know Tom Brady well enough. I mean, I think he might want to come to the 49ers, but I don't think that's an option for the 49ers. I do not think he's coming to the 49ers. I don't, I think, I agree with you. I think it's ridiculous. I I know it's what a lot of people are saying right now. I just think it just makes zero sense to me. It just really does. It makes zero sense to me. I think it's a great storyline to talk about on TV. I think it makes for good content. I just think the idea of that is somewhat ridiculous. So I, I mean, I could be wrong. I could eat my words, but I really, I honestly would be like, I'd be downright shocked (laughs) for so many reasons. Not the least of which is most likely Tom Brady is playing at the most two more years. Like then what are they doing? 
in 2022. I just, it, he's, he's not coming to the 49ers. I really feel strongly that that um, is not going to be the case. And I do think they're pretty committed to Jimmy Garoppolo. And I just don't think it makes any sense. I think it made sense a couple years ago right. when they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo and that infamous phone call where Lynch says, you know, would you trade Brady? But I don't think it makes a lot of sense now. Right. I think as far as Brady is concerned, um, I think since I am the resident Tom Brady expert on this podcast now, I'm very excited for my title, I have to tell you. Um, <laughs> I think I agree with you. I don't know why he would leave New England. I also am going to go ahead and say that I think he stays in New England. Oh. But I think what he wants from New England is I think he wants to know that they're going to give him an offense. They never replaced Gronkowski. Right. They had, we talked about this on our first fangirl playbook uh, last season at the beginning of the NFL season. And I asked Steve Weish at the time, is there any team in the league with a greater risk reward at wide receiver than the Patriots? They had Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown at the time. And we talked about it and there wasn't. Had it worked, you probably have the two most talented wide receivers in the league on that team. And you add an Edelman and you got yourself a pretty right. damn good offense. But it didn't work. with either. Within days, Antonio Brown was gone. Within a short period after that, Josh Gordon was gone. So you now had a floundering Patriots offense. So I think you could look at Tom Brady, and I know that there was discussion, has he regressed? And maybe he has somewhat. But also, what he had around him was not amazing. Now, there were times in Tom Brady's career where he could make amazing out of not amazing. But, you know, we, we may not be there yet. So what I think Tom Brady wants from the Patriots is an assurance that they are going to give him weapons because he wants to win. And I think the only reason to leave New England at this stage in his career is to walk onto a team that he feels like can win a Super Bowl that season. That is one, you know, quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. And I think we could see that with potentially the Tennessee Titans. Mm. I, think, I think the 49ers could go win a Super Bowl, but I don't think the 49ers are a quarterback away from winning a Super right. Bowl. I think they just got beat in the last Super Bowl. And I'm not saying that Garoppolo had his finest eight minutes at the end there, but I don't think they were a quarterback away. Right. They just got beat by a team that played better at the end. So that to me is different. I think the other thing with the 49ers is like, do you really, does it behoove him at this point in his career to like go with that storyline? Is that helpful? That Does that become a distraction? And I think for the 49ers, you have a locker room that loves their quarterback right? and that was really close to I think you cause there's all sorts of disruption that happens there. Right. And not that any team wouldn't be happy with Tom Brady, but I just don't think that would make a lot of sense. So I think for Brady, it makes sense only if he can walk into a Super Bowl. That's why the Chargers never, excuse me. That's why the Chargers never made sense to me Yeah. because that team is not a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it really potentially does make sense in Tennessee. I think that's the different situation. But I still believe that on September, whatever, when the NFL season starts, Tom Brady will be a New England Patriot. That is my personal opinion. That's not based on Nestle expertise or anything else. That's <laughs> just a personal opinion. Because I also think it behooves the Patriots to say, yeah, we'll we'll get you some weapons. Like, what are they going to do at quarterback? Right. <laughs> you know, so... 
I don't think it really behooves anybody. And, you know, that's my thinking. So there are my thoughts on that. There's my Tom Brady opinion for you. Yeah, I, uh, I, I just can't see it. But I mean, I, I guess that you know that's what content people want. Content. Plus, John Lynch had a pretty like, um, you know, he basically said, "Hey, we're sticking with Garoppolo. He's nowhere near his, you know, echelon of where he could be as a quarterback." So you kind of like you put everything together, and you know, you, I just don't see that happening. I know there's a lot of talk with the Raiders. Um, the Raiders would probably be brassy enough to try something like that, but um, I don't know. Like it's just so out of this world, you know. So a lot of things would have to like fall perfectly for them, and I'm not sure they have all the uh, the weapons either. So uh, who knows? No, I think I think it, I think for the Raiders, yes, it could be a splashy move that could help the team. I don't think it does anything for Brady, right? And he's not at a point in his career. I don't think he's at a point where he's got something to prove, and he wants to go to this like team and see what he can do. I think he wants to win another Super Bowl, so that's his thinking. So I just don't know that it does anything for him. I also do not think the Raiders are one quarterback away right. from winning a Super Bowl. So um, yeah, I don't I don't think we're going to see Mr. Brady in the Bay area. <laughs> I think we're probably going to see him in new England, but you know, time will tell on that. So it'll be, it'll be, you know, very interesting to see. And then I think the other thing of course is he and the, and the Patriots can't really look at a contract restructuring extension, et cetera, until the CBA agreement is final. Cause they don't, nobody knows what they're working with quite yet. So I think that, you know, becomes a big issue. So we'll see what happens with that in the coming weeks. And then, you know, kind of move forward from there. I think that I think that's true probably of a lot of teams and players at the moment. Until that's figured out and teams know what they're dealing with and players know what they're dealing with, no major final decisions could be made. So we will see how all of that plays out in the coming weeks. We are definitely getting into that very exciting time of sports uh, where there's going to be so much going on. It's so much fun. I think March and October are among my favorite times in sports because March, as you said, we have March Madness, baseball, NBA playoff push. And then October, you're like full into football season, college football, the MLB playoffs, NBA is getting, getting ready to get started. So we have, you know, we're in two of, uh, two of many fun months throughout the year for sports. So, so there's that. And then that brings us to fangirl says who's hot, who's not. So I don't remember who went first last week. Do you? I think I did. <laughs> I'm always saying. <laughs> I don't really, I'm right. like, I will go first. I'm going to have a lot of trouble with who's not because I, well, I'll, you know what? I'm going to power through and come up with one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with my hot who you may be picking as well because we talked about it earlier in the podcast, but um, I do think Zion Williamson's pretty hot as it turns out. <laughs> Super hot. Um, and if he ends up being yours too, that's totally fine. But he really has kind of come alive. And I remember in that first game, you know, the first few quarters were somewhat average and people weren't sure what they were dealing with. And then all of a sudden he like came alive towards the end of the game and he's been kind of killing it ever since. So we'll give him that. And then, you know, I'm going to go with my who's not. I'm just going to go with the New York Knicks because I don't know what happened there with Spike Lee. I don't know the story. So this is not a 
condemnation on that. I'm just going on a who's not because this is the most interesting story about the Knicks in a long time. And I don't think that's good. So that's why they're going to be my who's not. Yeah, it's a, I don't know. I have like a hard time with both of them this, um, this week. I, you know, I, I'm going to agree. Zion's pride is, is definitely hot. I'm really pulling for him to win rookie of the year, even though he was um, not exactly hot in the beginning of the season, but he's getting hot at the right time. And if I, this is kind of a conditional rookie of the year, but if he, if he gets the Pelicans to the playoffs, I think that the league has to like seriously consider him. So he's definitely my hot. So I agree with you there. My who's not hot. I'm going to say the golden state warriors for holding Steph Curry back. I felt like the fans, I felt like the city needed him back. I think he wanted to be back. And I just felt like very disappointed um, because it really came off as a, in my opinion, a tank. And I get that there's some thinking behind it, but, I think the fans are ready to be rewarded in some way. Not necessarily, we know we're not going to the playoffs. We know that, you know, we're not going to win every game. But I think, you know, people come to see Steph, and I wanted to see him. So I'm going to say the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> that is the most shocking, <laughs> epic who's not we've had to date. Because for Steph McCarroll, Warriors fan, well, to pick the Warriors as her who's not hot, is this is a big, big day, everybody. And I think the Warriors should take it and get Steph Curry on that court. ASAP. Right. <laughs> Say that right there. Wow. Um, so with that, my friends, we are, I believe, done for the day. I think we've talked all the big news there is at the moment, but we will, of course, be back next week. And I look forward to speaking with you then, Steph. All right. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you later, everybody. 